Good morning and uh, good Friday. And the way I started is I think uh, we always say God is good. Then all the time, God is good. And although the uh, preaching today is not the traditional uh, way of preaching during Good Friday, but praise God in the pastor has read some scriptures that really point to the uh, cross. And uh, this morning I hope that even though the preaching is suffering, yeah, pastor and I is always talking about, oh pastor, what can I preach tying the, uh, actually I want to tie the Hebrews 12 too, and this uh, scripture, uh, like Hebrews 12 too, it says, um, look unto Jesus, as the author and finisher, perfecter, founder of our faith, who for the joy endured the cross, right? who for the joy endured the suffering, the pain and the cross, despising the sin, the shame, but now seated at the right hand of the throne of God. But when you say God is good all the time, it's easy to say that during our in like in the good times, right? But how about in the bad times, the trials and sufferings that we are experiencing? And um, mind you, in the midst of trials and sufferings, God is continuing refining us, has refined us, continuing still refining us. And you are called to endure the sufferings, the trials, because you have the hope in Christ. Hope in Christ that doesn't disappoint us, that doesn't put us to shame. And I was preparing this and looking around, um, We have just uh, been through with the COVID. Praise God that uh, for two years now, I think it's becoming endemic. But not only that, around the world, right now, today, I just went driving here, there's again chaos and conflict in Israel. Bombings there, missiles. And not only that, in the recent uh, earthquakes that the people in uh, Syria, Turkey have suffered. And then again, I think now they're just uh, recovering from the earthquake. And still the ongoing Ukraine and Russian conflict, war, hunger, poverty, and persecution around the world. And these are just the large-scale, as you may permit me to say, large-scale suffering. But now, we also have the personal suffering, which I think today we will discuss. It may be, 
I say personal, maybe the death of a loved one, broken relationships, having a life-altering disease like cancer. For, but for us believers in Christ, we can know that all the types of suffering result in the fulfillment of God's good purposes of our lives. Like all the, the goal is here right now, this morning, with all the sufferings, we can still look at the cross, the hope in Christ that we have as believers. That doesn't disappoint us, doesn't put us to shame. And that we can endure. Mind you, uh, I always uh, try to... Yeah, here we always aware of the time. Maybe that's a practice that we can endure. In sitting there, uh, using the, this uh, message, but you know, suffering produces endurance and also character. Suffering won't... Uh, it changes us. And there is always hope. So this morning, as usual, we'll go in the observation and then if we have time, application and then conclusion. So that's the only introduction. So when suffering comes, we often stop and ask God to give us what we need to suffer well. Have you rem I know some of you, and I admit that whenever time suffering comes, you question God, and we want the suffering to just go away. It's good we are not in this, uh, what if we are in the, pastor is uh, preaching in the Exodus. We are not still in the 40 years wilderness of suffering in our lives. But sometimes, The suffering itself unexpectedly becomes his answer to that prayer. I remember when I was still um, new in the faith, whenever trials come, I don't know what happened to you. Oh, I wish Christ will come already because I don't want to suffer, right? I, I wish that Christ will come soon. But there's purpose. Everything is a purpose. One experience of suffering with the presence and help of God can prepare us for some future experience of suffering. That's why you're still here. Who among you here? Yeah, we have experienced suffering and who among here doesn't experience anymore of trials, suffering in our lives. It continues because it prepares us for some future experience of suffering. Scripture actually goes even farther and says that when we receive and experience suffering in a certain way, we can actually begin to rejoice in our suffering. I haven't suffered as much as may have, 
Yeah, I admit that I haven't suffered or I haven't been through with those people in our congregation that lost a loved one, a father and a mother. Praise God, I can see still my parents. God willing, my father will be turning the 4th of July, 95. My mother, 22nd June this coming year, 92. But I can see them later on, maybe in the application, because I don't know, me and my wife is very close to the seniors now. Maybe because we are seniors. So. <laughs> but no, since then, through visitation, we can see some of the seniors. In one way or the other, they suffer, not only age, in aging. But as I've said, I haven't suffered as much as, may ha as many have. But I have suffered enough to want to know how that happens, how we can rejoice even while still in the midst of our sufferings. What miraculous filter could I put on my hardest days to make me respond like that? How could joy possibly take root and bloom in the dark and dry ground of suffering? And now back to our text. Yeah, Pastor, actually... I should have included. I was wondering when I'm studying this uh, uh, Romans. I read some commentary. Uh, Robert Gondry, which uh, John Piper is one of his recommendations, but he usually don't. Uh, he usually doesn't doesn't recommend first the commentary. Yes, Pastor has always mentioned that we have to pray, and then serve and uh, let the scripture speaks and then yeah that's important before going to the commentary but nevertheless at the end uh, he's using three commentaries and one of these in the new testament is robert gundry and when you look at the commentary five to ele uh, one to eleven it's the blessings of justification and among the blessings is this and what pastor has started. Remember, we can, uh, uh, when I'm studying, uh, what, uh, uh, it's only says you can rejoice only suffering. But mind you, we can rejoice because we have the peace, verse 1, of God, right? And then we have the access now, right? The confidence to approach God in His throne. But nevertheless, this is one of, I think, the blessings. But when we look at the verse again, back to our text, uh, in Romans chapter 5, starting to two, verse 2 to 5, yeah, it says there, through him we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand. And we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Not only that, mark that word, that, not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, 
Endurance produces character. Character produces hope. In a nutshell, you can say suffering produces endurance. Suffering produces character. Because what I have said, we will not be the same. Suffering changes us through suffering. And at the end also, suffering produces hope. And you know, I was uh, asking why death, not those. Maybe Apostle Paul is really concentrating on this. Because if those, yeah, we agree that we have the peace, which will include the peace of God, right? the access. But it says, not only that, which pertaining to before that, before that verse 3, not only that pertains to the hope, the rejoicing of hope in Christ. We are called to endure because we can rejoice in the hope in Christ, that we have in Christ. So before suffering comes, now suffering in itself does not produce hope from scratch. You can, when you read that, the end is hope. And then it goes back, hope, and then endurance, character, hope. So now suffering in itself does not produce hope from scratch. Suffering will not create hope where there is none. But it can serve to strengthen and refine an already living hope. That's what then you see in the verse 5, that hope doesn't disappoint us. The hope in Christ doesn't disappoint us, doesn't put us to shame. No matter what we suffer and for however long we suffer, no one suffers well without a real and abiding hope in God. So I look at the verse immediately before that. Through him, we have access. We have also obtained access by faith into the grace in which we stand and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings. That means to suffer well, we have to put away our confidence in self and our dependence on one strength, but rather learn to rely instead on God. Before suffering can strengthen our hope, we first need to put our deepest, strongest hope in God. Those who can rejoice in the hope-building experience of suffering can only do so because they have some hope to build upon they already rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. This morning, where are you building your hope upon when you are experiencing any types of suffering? So number one, suffering produces endurance. We all can see how hope might help someone embrace and endure suffering. Without hope, 
we cannot endure suffering. But the Apostle Paul doesn't settle for mere survival. He demands that suffering strengthen hope and serve joy. So how does that happen? First, by showing us how much God can do when we come to the end of what He can do. Most of the time, we feel discouraged and want to give up and ask ourselves how far we can endure. How far we can endure. If you felt like that, Paul knows what you feel. Because in 2 Corinthians chapter 8, 2 Corinthians chapter 1 verses 8 and 9a, he says there, For we were so utterly burdened, for we were so utterly burdened beyond our strength. But before that it says, For we do not want you to be unaware, brothers, so Paul exhorting the brothers in Corinth of the affliction we experience in Asia. For we were so utterly burdened beyond our strength that we despair of life itself. Indeed, we felt that we had received the sentence of death. Sentence of death. That doesn't seem like hope. That doesn't seem like rejoicing. How could God give a death sentence? But next line in Second Corinthians chapter 1 in, in verse 9. The second part of verse 9. But that was to make us rely not on ourselves but on God who raises the dead. I remember back in 1997 we came in Canada 1994 and we started attending Glencairn 1995. By the grace of God we are still here. Only three years in Canada, 1997, as I've said, we arrived in 1994. And Joshua was only, I think, six years, because when we arrived in 90, he was only three years old. Our second child, Joshua, nine years, six years old. At the age of six, he got this strange affected by strange rare disease which at first we pray we question God and ultimately he was back and forth he was confined first in Etobicoke General Hospital for a number of weeks but then the doctors seems they gave up they cannot diagnose what's happening. He's losing weight, abdominal pain, until they recommended might as well bring him to sick kids hospital because you can in, here in 
In Etobic Hospital, we cannot do anything. So in Sick Kids Hospital, we brought him to the hospital, the Sick Kids. Again, could not diagnose. I don't remember it's lasted for, it's, always, it's already like three, four months with all the x-rays, blood tests, MRIs. The only thing, um, and then finally, after four or five months, but during that time, my wife and I became impatient. We're not relying on God anymore. We rely on the medicines or the procedures. So, but after three, four months, suddenly, uh, I think rushes, the doctors noticed that he got rushes all over his body, started eating from the legs, and the doctor called us, you know what, it's a rare disease and we called it HSP. I forgot already HSP, now I, I check it, what is it? I Google search it, now I know what's that HSP. It's a Hinoxcholine purpura. That's I remember only when the doctor told me it's HSP, yeah, HSP. I, I just uh, heard purpura. That's what I remember. I call it HSP and it's a Hinoxcholine purpura. I just remember purpura. So it's a rare inflammatory, dis inflammatory disease of the small blood vessels, capillaries. I don't know if our nurses here, our health workers, are aware of this. And it's usually a self-limited disease. It is the most common form of childhood. See, common form of childhood. And Joseph was only six. It's considered child, right? Childhood vascular inflammation and results in inflammatory changes in the small blood vessels. And you know what? The symptoms? Headache, fever, loss of appetite, cramping, abdominal pain, sometimes acute. Even in, not only in boys, but girls, because it says they're painful menstruation, hives, bloody diarrhea, joint pain, red or purple spots typically appear on the skin. So now, when I read this, so that's it. That's the diagnose, uh, right diagnose? Because when we uh, looking back, he has some of the symptoms during that time of four, three, four months suffering. He has headache, loss of appetite. If you can see Joshua at age six, maybe he's only like he was. I know he was chubby, right? When he was born, very chubby. Until that age, it's age six, he started to lose weight, very thin. So loss of appetite, then abdominal pain, and then rashes. So as we lean on God, He strengthens us with all power. In Colossians 1.11, according to His glorious might, for all endurance and patience with joy. 
We are enduring because God is sustaining with His grace. As I've said, we've been here in Glencairn for so many years, since 1995. It's only because of the grace of God. I'm not telling that we are a perfect family. I'm not saying that suffering stops. We had been after Joshua. I didn't say I cannot say that oh, we have, have experienced trials as a family. But we have. We did experience from time to time. And I have seen here in GVC since 1995, I witnessed these brethren, I will not name names. A lot of our brethren here since we attended 1995. I witnessed that they have been, they have, have also been through trials, sufferings. And by the grace of God, they're still here also with us. The sustaining grace of God. And secondly, endurance produces character. It proves our character. Suffering strengthens hope by revealing and refining who we really are. We may not like what suffering reveals, but it unveils us. We thought we were patient until simple things, until our car broke down in the middle of nowhere. Traffic jam, but mind you, Try driving in the Philippines. Cut off. Many times you've been cut off by a reckless driver. We thought we were kind and gentle until our children mess up or disobeyed so many times. I remember Pastor mentioned it. We grumble, right? I was thinking we haven't been in the 40 years wilderness of our suffering. But I remember, Pastor, just one thing, we grumble. We don't see the many blessings. Of, as I will say, blessing, later on, the benefits and blessings of suffering. I experienced that now. We are, I'm a grandpa, Lolo, Lola. We experienced that in our grandkids. First, we thought it's, uh, it's uh, we're done because our kids grown up. <laughs> but, but we love our grandkids. Praise God. Mm. Because it's easier. Yeah, we thought we were kind and gentle until our children, now uh, until our grandkids mess up. Right? So, we thought our faith was firm and unshakable. Mind you, until our spouse or any our loved one got sick and then more sick and then more sick. Suffering shakes our souls, bringing sin to the surface, revealing the worst 
in us. And if God has begun His work in us, suffering also reveals and nurtures the God molded best in us. Apostle Peter describes the beauty and worth of this painful process. That's why the Apostle Peter in 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 6 and 7, In this you rejoice, Though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials, so that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. You see, Character, suffering, changes us. Means no one comes through suffering unchanged. Suffering will always change you. The question is whether it will change us for the better or driving us nearer to Jesus and make us more like Him. By all means, when suffering comes, pray that God would give what you need to receive it, to survive it, to endure it. Ask Him to make suffering a servant of your peace and hope and joy in Him. You see, during suffering, our character changes, we become mature, and all the suffering, we give it, we praise God, and glory. The miracle, the, uh, Marshall Seagal once said here, actually when I was preparing sermon, it so happened that, yeah, we always talk, me and pastor, uh, and then came, I was reading the desiringgod.org, the articles there, so happened whenever I read, and that day, while preparing, all of the articles I read is about suffering. And then, uh, one of the uh, writers there is Marshall Seagal, which the article en en uh, entitled, uh, Suffering Pro Proves We Are Real. Marshall Seagal. And he, I will, uh, in, his, in this article, he mentioned this one. And I quote, The miracle of spirit-filled patience shines brightest in moments that test patience. The miracle of kindness sparkles most where we expect to find irritation and rudeness. The miracle of love looks most miracle, miraculous when we have every painful reason to focus on self. Comfortable circumstances may draw a veil over these miracles, but suffering draws light to them, exposing the hidden work of God within us. In other words, endurance produces proven character. Our patient perseverance through suffering with joy says we are real that we are not the sin-slave soul we once were, 
but new creation by God, new creation in Christ, one He promises to complete. That's why in Philippians chapter 1, verse 6, it says, And I'm sure of this, that He who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. And then thirdly, character produces hope. If you see that we're real in Christ, how would that make us feel about our future? If we're real, I would say, if we have genuine faith in Christ, if He lives in us and intercedes for us, promises and He promises to come back for us, then our future is overwhelmingly bright and secure, no matter how unbearable our present may feel for now. In other words, Character produces hope. And in James chapter 1, verses 2 to 4, James exhorted us, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect in other translations it says mature and complete lacking in nothing suffering demands endurance allowing us to see what God can do when we come to the end of ourselves enduring hardship with God re reveals what's happening inside of us as he conforms us degree by degree to the glory of His Son. As that happens, we get to see glimpses of the wonder of who we are in Christ. Through suffering then, we see that we are someone we could never have been without grace, God's sustaining grace. And what are, as I end, what are some of the applications? Maybe uh, it, during the, um, maybe some of you uh, during sufferings, they just sing songs and hymns. Like I remember when we have the uh, men's fellowship, one of our brethren, I won't mention his name, uh, I think uh, he mentioned about hearing songs, sings, and he's, he's that brethren of ours, our brother Christ, is in the midst of suffering. But it helps him, passing through the trial, just hearing songs. And this is the testimony also of, you know, Johnny Erickson Tada, a quadriplegic. I read his article also. He says, Whenever I feel downcast, I ask a few friends to pray, and then I worship Jesus with robust hymns filled with solid doctrine, hymns that focus on the worthiness of Christ, like crown him with many crowns. He says in that part of the song, Awake my soul and sing of him who died for thee 
and hail him as thy much less, much less king through all eternity. And then, maybe this I like, one of the verses that we can apply. I think this is one of the purpose of God that he led us through this suffering. In 2 Corinthians 1, 3, 7. In 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3 to 7. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our affliction, so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. For as we share abundantly in Christ's sufferings, so through Christ we share abundantly in comfort too. If we are afflicted, it is for your comfort and salvation. And if we are comforted, it is for your comfort which you experience when you patiently endure the same sufferings that we suffer. Our hope for, your, for you is unshaken, for we know that as you share in our sufferings, you also share in our comfort. And in conclusion, in Romans chapter 8, 18, in verse 8, For I consider that the suffering of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed us in 24 and 25 for in this hope you are saved now hope that is seen is not hope for who hopes for what he sees but if we hope for what we do not see we wait for it with patience in the same way in Romans 12 12 it says rejoice in hope be patient in tribulation be constant in prayer through suffering, then we see that we are what we are today because of God's sustaining grace. We could never have been without grace. Now, for the seniors, uh, we had been studying the uh, book entitled Finishing Our Course with Joy which is recommended actually by our pastor. Yeah, I know when, uh, don't blame Sister Rose, our Sister Rose Miguel, when we are inviting. Mind you, when you read this book, one of the, uh, the one they is, I don't know, is Ligonier, the Duncan. He, uh, who was asked to, you know, in, in the book, you, has, you will be asked some of the, uh, Bible scholars to make some comments on. He says there, actually this book, finishing our course with joy. Um, it says there, it is actually for the pastor, who is continually equipping the seniors in the church. So not only for the seniors, the pastor, and also for young people 
those who will be 10 years, 2 years, who knows, right? You know your age, but in 10 years' time, you will be in that category also. So remember that one of the stations is giving an emphasis on future, present, and past grades. Mind you, the sis, praise God, the seniors here because they are here because of the grace of God. They've been here because of the sustaining. And here I close. Please allow me to use this analogy. Um, I'm fond of boxer. Please allow me to use this analogy in closing. I know most of you loves watching boxing, right? But he still holds the 8th division title. A boxer trains hard for endurance. You know that, right? Before he goes to a fight. But once he steps at that ring or arena, he will face the real battle. His endurance Character, remember the term, if he's, if he's the real deal? A term, I think they use this in boxing. The, if he's the real deal, a term in boxing that they use, and his hope of winning will be tested. For us, believers in Christ, those who have hope in Christ. As we enter in that ring or arena of life, we will receive a lot of blows left and right. Like the boxer, once he entered, he will receive a lot of blows. Same with us. As we enter in that ring of life, in the arena of life, we will receive a lot of blows left and right. The blows of various trials. Trials of various kinds. But in the midst of pain of suffering, we see God refining us. That's why maybe the, the Apostle Paul used this term, the sports term, uh, let us fight the good fight of faith. Let us run the race with endurance. And then one translation is knocked down but not knocked out. So in the midst of the trials, when we are there, we see God repining us. We are called to endure and our character build up knowing that our hope in Christ will not put us to shame. At the end, we benefit from those sufferings. Let us pray. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord lift His countenance upon you. Thank you.
shine upon you and be great and be gracious unto you and be gracious. The Lord be gracious, gracious unto you.